The Gentleman's Review. And as I said, you know, uh, the, the old ones are all right, but they're a bit gristly and get stuck in your beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hello, it's uh, episode 17 of The Gentleman's Review. Hello, and you, everyone. Hello. It's great. And you join us in the uh, large uh, drawing room at our Gentleman's Club yeah, uh, yet again. Yes. And that's it. And uh, we're going to be talking about the week's news Sometimes, other things, oh, yeah. eventually. In fact, uh, Tom, you've got something to start off with. I did notice, yes, um, nice story this week about uh, what's claimed to be Jamie Oliver of the prison world, uh, who really is this chap, uh, Ian Holden. Hmm. He's written a 20-page book from his cell uh, after asking inmates to send in their finest recipes. Uh, his introduction, he says, uh, dedicated to all you fucking Gordon Ramses. <laughs> I've been continually surprised at the ingenuity and inventiveness of inmates in creating tasty snacks, and it includes things as you know as fantastic as uh, instructions on how to melt dairy lee triangles on top of toasters, Ooh. and how to warm up <laughs> cartons of milk in a kettle. I like that. Wow. But I, I, what I was wondering is if if you guys could think of any any dishes which could be you know suitably or fittingly made in a prison. Um, a raped potato. Rape yeah. potato. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, was, I was thinking. I'm assuming the book has plenty of uh, different recipes for varieties of porridge. Yes, yes, I, I'd imagine it probably would. Yeah, I was thinking uh, incredibly tenuously whether you could have either a beef Sellington or, or <laughs> a beef on Scroot. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was wondering. Uh, uh, going, uh, admittedly, going purely on prison slang, I've got out of reading books, so I could be being made an arse of by unscrupulous authors. But possibly uh, lamb shanked, and, uh, <laughs> um, if if it was a bit of a pedo, uh, jugged hair. Hey, <laughs> I, I shall listen back to this tomorrow and see if I can get that. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, all in the uh, preparation. With there, the, may, yeah. there may be large amounts of cold turkey going around. Uh-huh. Uh, or uh, what did I come up with? Fish, chips, and mushy pedo beatings. <laughs> <laughs> or indeed anything with extra time or stirred well. I was also thinking, sorry, if they, were, if, they, uh, if they had peas, obviously it would be served in a bucket in the corner of the room. Hey. <laughs> I was thinking, well, after all that nice meal, you wouldn't want a nice, nice pudding. So I was thinking uh, death by chocolate and lethal injection. <laughs> oh. uh, I did... Uh, Contemplate for a main course, incarcerated mobster Thermidor. <laughs> <laughs> but going, <laughs> going back to uh, going back to desserts that Martin uh, brought up, um, ice creams. <coughs> I thought you could possibly have chunky junky, <laughs> <laughs> or or the slightly tenuous shower room sorbet. Oh uh, yes, oh sounds bad. Yeah, I was thinking a nice breakfast, uh, cornflakes. <laughs> one of the reasons I thought about this I was reminded this morning um, was actually saw one of these in the Daily Star mm. the, the large headline um, Shannon Oddball battered in prison this is obviously some recipe they've come up with um, but this is um, let's have a look this chap Michael Donovan who's the chap who's, who's uh, supposedly kidnapped Shannon Matthews because of course fantastically our favourite scratter family are yeah. back in the news oh, God bless them 
What I didn't realise, and it, it did make me laugh out loud, it says here, uh, he's changed his name from Paul Drake to Michael Donovan in honour of the main character in the cult 1980s sci-fi TV series V. Wow, these people work. don't live in the real world <laughs> yeah, at all, do they? You've got to take your hat off to that. <laughs> Where do they live? They all live in a strange parallel Well, he universe. lives in prison now. <laughs> Thank he God does, for that. Yes. I, I suspect on his own. Yeah. <laughs> for his own uh, <clears throat> safety. But yeah, the mother's been on trial. Um, she's still claiming that she's like, absolutely nothing to do with this at all. But the, mm-hmm. the main just uh, sorry, the main crux of the uh, prosecution case seems to be that the plan was to sort of kidnap their own daughter, yeah, or her own daughter, along with her her partner, using this chap Donovan, uh, so that they could then say that they'd been found mm-hmm. and claim a reward, mm. yeah, without the child actually knowing what was going on, yes. Which, I don't know where they... I think we were watching an episode of Scooby-Doo or something. <laughs> it, it seems really weird to me. Well, Perhaps that rubber masks must have been involved at some point. <laughs> I, love, I love the the stories that I think it was a family friend uh, was telling about. Whenever the police walked out of the room, she'd be jumping around going, ha, 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 ha. And as soon as the police came in, she said, oh, I've lost my daughter and I'm very upset. Yeah. Yes, concerned parent. <laughs> a career in acting not on the horizon then. <laughs> no. I'd like to play poker with her. That way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> poker face. Like, Wee! Yeah. Wee! Hey. Oh, uh, fuck. Full house, <laughs> get in. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, so it'd be, it'd be nice to see. I don't know how long that they, they reckon the trial's going to last for, but I'm sure we're going to have a few weeks' worth of entertainment. Mm. Yeah, I would have thought it'd be quite a quick trial. Um, but then again, I mean, these things can be dragged on for ages. But yeah, I just I say, in the back of the car, she'd just been told that her daughter had been found... Um, wasn't particularly concerned. Hmm. Um, then just start the policeman's ringtone went off. So asked to where he got it. I mean, for fuck's sake! I mean, do these people watch television? <sighs> You'd have thought they would, wouldn't they, you? But or, or at least just have some idea how you would react in mm. the event that uh, a child was stolen or eaten. Yeah, or one of those things. But yeah, bizarre. I know. Well, bizarre. maybe it's maybe it's that they do watch telly, but it's the type of telly they watch. It's these sort of overly uh, uh, the bits in soap plots yet where someone sort of slips yeah. up and almost gives themselves away <laughs> and then it. catches it at the last minute and inexplicably no one else notices and that's they it. sort of therefore think that's what you do did you not see Arthur Fowler and the Christmas Club money plot no They're rocking back as a Fords yeah she, she probably wasn't born then sadly <laughs> no. no she's in prison now enjoying drops scones in the shower with terrible anal violation Thought that was one I didn't use earlier on, so I thought I'd squeeze it in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one thing we've not mentioned, because we do this fortnightly, mm. we tend to forget to take into account the, the previous fortnight, of course, Barack Obama. Yes. Um, yes. I lost my £10. <clears throat> I was marginally oh. disappointed, but on the whole, thoroughly, thoroughly happy. Yeah. A bloke turned around to me and said, uh, Oh, but you're, but you're sad that that Barack Obama's got in, aren't you? <laughs> and I went, Why? And he went, because you're a racist, aren't you? Because they've been listening to their last podcast and not yeah. realising that the word irony comes into the fact that I was I was merely joking. <laughs> um, but now I'm I'm now being uh, tarred as, yeah, a, as a racist. He was trying to recruit you into the Halifax BNP, dear. Oh, I don't know. Really... This, this was from mm. someone listening to the podcast, was it? Yeah. I don't know any, how anyone could listen to many of these and not realise that we're all fairly laid-back liberals. <laughs> That's it. I don't know. It makes you wonder, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, for the last couple, I've been taking a, taking a kind of bigotry. Can it, is that such a th- word? And, and just bringing it in um, to each podcast. So, so the one before, I, I had misogyny. The, the last one, I had racism. And this, I'm not going to stop now because people 
obviously don't realise it's a joke. Mm. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. This is slightly worrying. This is, this is what happens when you let the public do things like listen to stuff or read That's or it. vote. Yes, mm. I think. It's just it's like those filthy puffs. They, uh, <laughs> just the thought of it, yeah. the thought of what they get up to. Tell you in their bedroom, those and two it, naked men. The thought of what they do. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about that now. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I can it. see from here. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Focus. Focus. Uh, Cairo, bemused by yeah. German art stunt. Has anybody been seeing this this week? Oh uh, yes, I did. I did uh, see mention of that. Yeah. Apparently, I got this um, rig. Set up so and a fake arm which was leaning looked like he was leaning against the wall, but it was suspended about you know three or four inches above the pavement, and this freaked the locals out so much that they they thought he was stuck to the wall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so they went to get I think this is the uh, police or somebody or other to to come and rescue him. But when they came back, the bloke had gone off for a cup of coffee. So all <laughs> that was left was the hand. Mm. And the rig hanging mm. off the wall, <laughs> <laughs> and the brilliant uh, the quote at the end of this uh, from a chap on the str- uh, the Germans are laughing at us," said one man who has been attracted by the large crowns as he turned away with a derisive snort. Yeah. <laughs> now that that is not something you hear people saying that often, is it? <laughs> Germans are laughing at us. Oh. <laughs> oh, fantastic! But I like that. I, I, there's a nice. There's a lovely picture as well. If you go to the BBC website. Uh, it's under Cairo Bemused by German Art Stunt. There's a lovely picture of just the hand and the rig. Mm. It looks slightly gruesome. But it's, it's rather nice. I like mm. it. Mm. Now, going back to the uh, US presidential election, as Martin moved on before allowing any of the rest of us to as, talk about as it. As is traditional. <laughs> as, as yes. always. Um, one of the things, and I've noticed this before, but it's so different to what you've got here. Because on the run-up to the election, the amount of vitriol and you know, shit that they fling at each other. Yeah. And, and you know, actual one televised paid for broadcasts as well which just never hear either of their five minute party political and they, yeah. you know very very rarely are they scathing no, they um, usually, usually no worse than the other party aren't that good really yeah. we're a bit better whereas in America you know, they, they, they accuse each other of raping dogs or yeah that's it but, but as soon as it's <clears> over they just immediately become magnanimous and <laughs> sort of throw their support <laughs> back. Yeah. Just we're all Americans and they've won yeah. now, and so we've got to get behind our president for the next four years. And wait, that's dun, super. Dun, 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 and it, in a way, that's nice, but just weird. Is. Yes. Anyway, I, I mean, I can remember when uh, when John Major got in in '92. Um, Neil Kinnock was was just sort of really miserable, <laughs> just <laughs> saying, "By God, you know, yeah. the country deserves a damn sight better than it got." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, in a way, after after all, sort of you know a month's worth of mudslinging, it's mm. quite refreshing. Mm. But I, I did notice um, I, I was going to raise this first as twat of the week, uh, but it fits in now, and I've got a much better one. So this is Sil- Silvio Berlusconi, um, uh, Italian, Italy. Uh, is he prime minister or president? Uh, he's one of the two. I think he's prime minister, <laughs> comedy prime minister of Italy. Um, who obviously likening Obama to himself, uh, <laughs> tried to be witty and said. Uh, is the the, uh, the first uh, African American to reach the White House? It was uh, Giovanni Bello e Abronzato, or Young, Handsome, and Tanned. <laughs> is, I think it's how he likes to uh, think of himself. Mm. And various people have been mortified by this. <laughs> so, you know, he's sort of uh, thrown into. Uh, I don't see disrespect. why people are getting so precious about that. It was clearly he was just being yeah. light-hearted yeah. about it. And- yeah, he's just making a bit of a, of a joke about it. I, yeah. don't, I, I doubt f- for one second that uh, Obama would uh, have taken any offence at his. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it's more, more of his political opponents that are whining a bit. But, you know, but I thought it was funny. Yeah. A touch, fact, touch, factual. 
Yes. So yes, the new new president. Well, uh, unless actually he knows something we don't, and he is actually just a tan, and uh, it is a big con. Oh, maybe. Well, yeah. what we'll see is the next few weeks if he starts to peel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, he, if you see him going into boots and buying up all the moisturizer they've got, <laughs> then carting carting yeah. sunbeds into the White House. <laughs> There'll be no flaking in the White House. Mm. Another very nice thing I noticed. Okay, I can't remember. It was some South American country. Uh, I'm sorry for the poor research but um, oh, it's I, only, I only glanced at it but because they've, they've been looking for this dog apparently promised these kids a, a puppy or a dog ah, if yes. they got into the mm. White House mm. but apparently they're both or certainly one of them at least is allergic oh, yeah. quite heavily allergic to, um, to dogs so th- this guy um, who was a leader of one of these South American countries offered him this uh, hairless dog Ah, so it would reduce oh. the risk of allergy. I thought I wouldn't. That's nice. rather nice. <laughs> already, yeah. you know, he's not even he doesn't, he's not even invested. <clears throat> to, uh, sorry, he's not even invested to do to do until <laughs> January. Invested, and groups. already nations are coming together. <laughs> mm. I love that. That's oh. that's nice. Is that? I, I like the uh, battle in the House of Commons between um, Gone Brown and uh, James James Cameron. That'd have been good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, that'd be all. The thing is, if James Cameron had all his special effects people on side as well, it would just be a walkover, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's it. David Cameron, I should say. Uh, well, <laughs> so that made me laugh. Um, more than you poor listeners, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they had a battle which was like two kids in a yard. who's was like a cool kids coming to the school, and they were arguing about whose friend they were. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like he was my friend. I'm better friends. I'm more. He's more like me. No, he's more like me. He's more like me. He's more like me. Even no. even the Iranian president, for, for, for the first time since like 1972 or whenever their revolution yeah. was, yeah. has actually sent a message, sort of you know, welcoming the new. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, give him 18 months, the, the entire world will be at peace. And we'll have absolutely nothing to talk about. The George W. sort of hanging around as a special envoy for making bad things happen. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We wouldn't, wouldn't have the bloody goal to do it. It is nice to have something. It is something positive to, to look change. forward to in yeah. this time of economic yeah. gloom. So I reckon he'll get into his, his second term before they find that he rapes puppies or something, which is probably why they wanted one in the White House to begin with. Yeah, I think that's the reason. Yeah, and especially a, a nice, um, a nice hairless one because it would feel like it wouldn't give him anything to hang on to. Yeah, surely and someone who likes raping puppies would like a nice fluffy puppy. I don't know, unless he wants to pretend it's a very small man. Oh, possibly. And just just lube the entire thing up. Like, like pop out of his hands as it's as he's going at it, but like maybe that's part of the fun is the chasing it and keeping <laughs> hold of it while it's wriggling away. That'd be great, especially if they, if they brought that into the uh, new series, The West Wing, out where that president does the same thing. Oh god, <laughs> doesn't take long, does it? I think two minutes ago we were welcoming <clears throat> the the possibility of a new era of world peace and harmony, and now yeah. we're accusing the guy of raping puppies. Well, you know that's that's the nature. That's of it. The his beast. honeymoon period is over. <laughs> Sorry, Barack, you're done there. Yeah. <laughs> Bless him. Um, so we shall see what happens, but uh, puppy raper or not, he's, uh, he's probably going to do a better job than the previous guy. What was he called again? Mm. Yeah. <sighs> Can't remember. Uh, and of course, India sent a probe to the moon this week. Ah. It's, 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 they've landed, or they've just got something orbiting it. Uh, they're, they're, actually, they're going to crash a probe into the moon. I don't know whether that's an intentional thing or whether they've just got really crap spacecraft and they just that's all they could do mm. <laughs> originally just going to send it up in orbit <laughs> yeah. but something's gone wrong and said, no 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 we were always going to crash it <laughs> during its control plunge it took readings including measurements of the composition of the moon's atmosphere do we really need to know that I mean I thought the whole point of the moon, moon was that it didn't have an atmosphere, atmosphere. <laughs> exactly that's what I thought uh, <laughs> that was about as much atmosphere as a Yates wine lodge mm. oh, hey. Hey. oh. Uh, buzzing <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, I think I think yes, yeah, so there is. They just it's, there just seem to be one that's doing the orbiting and one that just crashes into it. I think. Mm. So whether they both will just crash into it, I don't know. It's, it's a bit, it's a bit kind of cruel, me just to suggest that India's incompetent and would send up a, a really crap. I mean, at least it probably got there, unlike oh, ours. Our last one, yeah, Beagle Two, <coughs> which uh, was I mean, as I sent the original Beagle up there. <laughs> I mean, great. What the ship or the yeah, the, just smoky, the entire smoky ship. dog. <laughs> Oh, actually, a smoky dog would be quite cool. Well, they sent them. Yeah, but I doubt they let you smoke in spaceships, so, so it'd probably get really jittery on the way up. Let give it a pipe. Oh, sending a chain-smoking dog to Mars. <laughs> They'd have to just give it a load of nicotine gum or those inhaler things. Ah, good stuff. Oh, dogs can't eat chewing gum because if they swallow it, they blow up. Ah, right. Or oh, maybe nicotine-infused dog food, then. Yeah, that, that would have to be the best thing. And those uh, packets that you squeeze out. Yeah. Cox. <laughs> yes, Martin. Cox. <laughs> yeah. That is the most obvious conclusion to reach from the description. Those packet things that you squeeze out. <laughs> That's why I never went into the marketing industry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or medicine, I'm assuming. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! But that's that's a nice thing. I like the fact that India is sending things to the moon. No matter than, how pointless it is, it's better than sending, uh, threatening to send things to Pakistan. So yeah, yeah well, that's true. Reasonably happier pra- life worlds pra- are living. There's going to be an Indian moon base up there. That'd be cool. Moon base, Bombay, Bollywood mm. moon base, <clears throat> or Mumbai. Why did they change it? When did they change it? It just seemed to change to Mumbai all of a sudden. Yeah, it was quite subtle. There didn't seem to be much of a big sort of announcement or anything. Yeah. It's just all the news people suddenly seem to start calling it the other. No, so, but I never, this will call it, they should start calling it Mollywood, though, now. But that would sound a bit like a, a <laughs> 17th century transvestite whorehouse. But <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. Are there, uh, anybody here scared of spiders? No. I am. Spiders well, I'm are... I'm not scared of them, I just don't like them. Spiders are the most feared thing of all. Mm. More feared, I assume, than, I don't know, nuclear war or AIDS or stuff like that. Mm. Well, yeah, they scare me more than that. Um, <coughs> I'm, only, I'm only reading this out, because uh, it's, it's not a bit of a non-story, but it does allow us to have a laugh at the idiocy of psychologist Dr. J- Georg, I assume. Georg Alpers. Uh. Um, Georg uh, Alpers. Spot the uh, non-deliberate mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spiders elicit significantly greater fear and disgust than any other insect group. That's a little bit... Uh, Dr. Georg Alpers, you are a cock. That's Tom's cock of the day. <laughs> cock of the day. He's actually my cock every day this week, this guy. <laughs> He's a complete squeezy pouch thing. <laughs> we are in test 76 students. Um, mm. In the big parade? So that's... <laughs> Spiders were more, so rated more disgusting and dangerous than wasps, bees, beetles, butterflies, and moths. Now, we've said this before, but. Who the fuck is going to put butterflies as their most horrible thing? <laughs> everyone in the world thinks they are pretty and nice. Love is like a butterfly. <laughs> oh, Christ, yeah, I mean, if it's the sitcom you're talking about, yeah. People <laughs> throwing themselves Jesus. under buses rather than yeah. watch an episode yeah. of that. I mean, that was no, a classic. Play, uh, that was dread, dread, dread. Anything by Carla Lane would have about half a series of amusement, followed mm. by three and a half series of just gut-wrenching, suicide-inducing misery. I yeah. don't know why she, What the hell... I mean, the the last series of... The, when they brought the live birds back again. Mm. Oh, wow. 
why did they do that? God only knows. Um, yeah, Molly, Molly Sugden there, who at the time must have been having <laughs> some sort of steroid stuff because she was like fucking inflated. She was, yes. And and I uh, saw so, so later on in, in uh, Little Britain, she's looking not she didn't look much older than she always said. And, mm. but yeah, she must have been having some sort of illness because it's a bit like the if you've seen alcoholics or had alcoholic friends and eventually they get that big round mm. chubby chubby face look. About them. Yeah, yeah, but wasn't wasn't the uh, the character that she played meant to uh, be fond of the old gin? So perhaps yeah. she was just doing method and <laughs> oh, <laughs> really gone yeah. for it. Oh, fantastic! We we're, we're dissing her. And, you know, oh yes, fairly. But yeah, she, she, she and she spent most of it sitting down. So I, I just thought, assumed that she was quite ill. So perhaps you're right. <clears throat> but yeah, I remember watching it as a kid and and reasonably liked. I mean, Michael Angelis playing a man who liked rabbits. I seem to remember. Mm. But of course, when it comes back, it becomes this uh, green pile of shit you can you know like a, you've eaten too many Thai green curries all at once yeah and then you've had a shit and it was like that or green licorice that's yeah. probably got loads of colouring in that's it. it and green little mound of shit because every, every time I came over <laughs> I've written a poem about trees trees are lovely my favourite thing are trees and the people burn them down in the rainforests and make me weep so did they rewrite him as being Glaswegian then? Yeah. I'd forgotten all about green licorice. It's nice, yeah. Uh, actually, on, on the subject of rainforest, can, can you just allow me to find a, a little bit of uh, paper that I've got down here? Okay, well, me and Andy yeah, will dis- discuss... Well, we'll talk- yeah. no, I've got it, I've got it. This, oh, is, right. this is just in re- response to an article about um, a new type of fungus. That, new? Uh, what, yeah. They've just invented a new type? No, no they've they discovered a type of fungus um, somewhere in South America, uh, which actually uh, produces uh, what they call mycodiesel. It's a biofuel. So oh, this is right. a perfectly natural thing that they think they can then harvest. So this person has then written in, <coughs> saying, uh, so this new fungus that produces biofuel has been found in South America. Does that mean that more rainforest destruction uh, will happen when it becomes cultivated from the host tree? Well, the answer to that is no. no. You stupid fucking idiot. <laughs> Uh, well, what do we? Well, we don't need rainforests sure, anyway. Because I, I mean, I live in Halifax. Have you ever used a rainforest for anything? Um, uh, no, very rarely. I mean, obviously, when I fancy one of my uh, biannual monkey hunting trips. Yeah. Well, actually, thinking about it, I, I do it when I occasionally have one of my uh, mahogany bonfires. Yes. <clears throat> well, you've got to keep standards up. You can't just be burning pallets like all the all the plebs, can oh, you? Oh God, yes. I mean, that's it. so. See, I, I like it polished up and uh, chipped on there. Yeah. But did you hear about the Queen being thrown in the air? Uh, the Queen being tossed, is she? She was tossed. Um, although, granted... It was quite a while ago, wasn't when it? She, when she was in the air when she was 18 months old by a rugby player. Apparently scared the shit out of everybody. Because <laughs> it, <laughs> it was described as, as coming back from a long lunch, this rugby player. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, doing that thing... It all scares me anyway, but when they pick up a, a like, kid and just kind of go, way, but he generally just throw him a bit into the air. Yeah. Go, but apparently they hurl, he hurled her like a rugby ball into the air and then caught her again. <laughs> Where? <laughs> <laughs> Which I tend to not see often done to monarchs, uh, even with some, even yeah. to be monarchs. Yeah. It's a mi- minority sport, isn't it? <laughs> That's it? Monarch tossing. Infant potential monarch tossing. I mean, uh, I know that Prince Charles was tossed by Camilla, but that's something different. Yeah. Something to be her squidgy tampon or whatever it was. <laughs> Manky. It's just wrong. Oh, I still like them too. Oh, <coughs> great. <laughs> Actually, I was watching uh, the, the, the programme of the night, which was Prince Charles at 60, which mm. I thought was going to be a show with him on a motorbike or something, but <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit disappointed when I discovered it was just about him uh, on his 60th birthday. But I was... 
I was warming to the guy because he is being given a sort of thankless task, really. Everybody hates the Royals. That's that's yeah a fact, you know. Um, I don't. Well, they great. I bet you're toadying monarchist Have you got loads of Royal Dulton models of the Queen? Speak, you bleeding hypocrite! You met the Queen. You didn't punch her in the face, did you? No, I've nothing against any of them personally. I just dislike the whole idea of it as an institution. Anyway, she had special branch people with <laughs> probably had guns. I thought you were going to say special bra on this one. It is <laughs> any fucking excuse for you, isn't it? Not having the courage of your convictions, even though they're not I have your never convictions. Advoca- I have never advocated physical violence against any of the royals. Apart from that time you wanted to mash her face in. He wields very little power as a prince, but within his charities he, can, he wields quite a lot of power. So what it is, he uses the charities to kind of forward any agendas that he happens to have. They're usually kind of like biscuits for all. Hmm. Nice buildings, that sort of thing, or you know, not having kids eaten by their f- parents because they're hungry, yeah. and and he, he, he's constantly working apparently, writing these memos which he just sends about five hundred a day out to his charities and just oh, wow. constantly, you know, pushing forward. And he's it, it's actually probably works far harder than I do or anybody else. Hmm. So is he is he really just the royal equivalent of that? tragic retired man that spends all day writing letters to newspapers it could be i, I didn't quite Dear get sir why oh why oh why etc although there, there was a bizarre <clears throat> moment where he seemed to be taking credit for the regeneration of halifax which is a uh the town near where we're sitting now um because back in the 80s the 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 main one of the main employees in the town was uh, a company called crosses crosses carpets uh, and they closed their mill down, which is a massive mill complex, which is now offices. Uh, and what he said that uh, he went and, and told the the mayor that a similar thing had happened in uh, a town in America, that they lost their sort of uh, wool weaving, hmm. uh, and they were they were converting the mills. So he sent this this mayor over there. But the problem is, at the same time, a guy called Ernest Hall was buying this mill anyway for very little money. And regenerated it. Hmm. So it was it was this Ernest Hall guy who did it, not the mayor, and not really directly Prince Charles. Or this, he's, yeah. he's generally turned up here quite a lot, just sort of saying, "Oh, I see you've, you've taken my idea up now." And uh, <laughs> <laughs> well done, still going with it. <laughs> yes. yeah. No need to thank me. <laughs> Keep up the good work. That's it. So uh, yes, well, whether he's going to do it again now, we're going to be losing uh, the Halifax Bank. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll come back and say, "I mean, some odd. You'd have to." Convert it in smod shaped flats though with a pointy bit on the end of the building. <laughs> no, I don't think it's going to have in 50 years' time. There's going to be that big pointy Halifax building in the middle of town, it's going to be full of looms <laughs> and the resurgence of the, <laughs> of the weaving industry. And Dutch Cornwall biscuit manufacturing. <laughs> mm. There's actually some, some money came from Prince Charles or one of his charities mm. to a, a project down where I live um, in Solby Bridge. Yeah. And uh, so there's a little plaque. Which has on it at one part squeezed in between somebody who sells electric stuff and, oh, a, and yes. a dentist, <laughs> HRH Prince of Wales, and then two columns over are me mum and dad, <laughs> which I love. I think that's great. Yeah. That's nice. Hmm. I think. Well, I think next time the Queen comes up, we should toss her. Yes. Just, just you know, let her relive the experience. That's yeah. it. I'm, I'm sure she'd appreciate that. Highly yeah. qualified hip surgeon on standby. <laughs> Should we, should we have another laugh at Scratters? Yeah, oh, that was good. Um, apparently one in ten parents think that a Jaffa cake counts as one of their children's five daily portions of fruit and veg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a set of spastics. Oh. Presumably, the, you know, the others will include strawberry ice cream, 
fruit pestles, starburst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Juicy fruit chewing gum. Yeah. Well, That's actually two portions. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's yeah. more than one fruit. Yeah. That, that, sunny delight. Why is it whenever I go into Asda, uh, Asda being the kind of lower end of the uh, supermarket spectrum, if you can have a lower end of a spectrum, I don't think you can. It's above, it's above uh, Nesso, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of at the lower end, though. Um, yeah. It's bottom half. But whenever I go there, uh, so I'm going to be going this afternoon because I want to get some ingredients for curry. So I'm going to go in there and there'll be uh, loads of big fat families in football shirts and trolleys and trolleys full of sunny delight. And I wonder how these people survive. Principally on sunny delight. That's yeah. it. And why they don't die really quickly. Well, there are there are different species. Well, they probably do. Those ones, the ones that you thought were like the fifty-year-old parents, yeah. were actually just the fifteen-year-old children. Ah, mm. so they're really bloated mm. and old. But they have they've they've evolved special uh, metabolisms to live off sunny delight. Do you reckon and this, microchips? Do you reckon they suck it in through their skin? Yeah, I think so. They fill the bath up with it and get in. They're really thin when they start, yeah. and they get into the bath, and they just soak it up wow. like a sponge, which is why they're all so blubbery. So wow. delicious. This is like something off of X-Files. Yeah. Like genetic mutants. If you ran up to one of them and gave them a big hug and squeezed them really tight, they'd spurt out Sunny D everywhere. And then they'd have to sort of... wonder if they suck it in through the skin or through their anus. They're both. Mm. They could hoover it up as they went around the kitchen floor. Mm. That'd be quite good. I wonder if I could uh, have that conversion done. Hmm. Again, I don't like Sunny Delight because it tastes foul. Yeah. Allegedly. It's quite nice if it's very, very cool. Mm. And you've got a very bad hangover, but you're still slightly too pissed to care what you're drinking. Ah. <laughs> but that's about the only circumstances <laughs> in which I've enjoyed it. It, it tastes... So, do you remember that quash stuff? I don't know if this will make it, the quash uh, yeah. uh, orange juice. Well, quash, the one that just tasted of chemical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you kind of put... You've you got the lemon one. <clears throat> the le- lemon uh, dilute stuff always tastes quite nice because it is just citric acid with a bit of lemon in it. Um, but the the orange juice, as you say, just tastes of chemicals. Mm. Um, sort of orange-flavoured-ish chemicals. <laughs> I just wonder if it was a, another one of those accidents in the lab at some point where someone said, I'm trying to make a new drug to cure cancer, but I seem to have made this slightly orangey-tasting chemical. Probably, yeah. Which oh, yeah. I shall stick in a bottle and sell to people. I've noticed here that... Um, I mean, this is not a particularly big story, the perils of booze-binging girls. Mm. Uh, we all know the definition of binge drinking seems to be if you, if you drink three to four pints that's a binge drink about yeah. because it's more than two days worth of alcohol I think, I think in the, one, the one go current but government regulations drinking. say if you drink enough in one go to have a good time you're binge drinking yeah uh, but this does claim uh, apart from the, the sort of unsurprising aspect that some women are drinking more than a whole week's worth of alcohol in just one night you yes. know that the amount of units for a woman is 14 yeah. I could sort of see how that might happen Oh, yeah. some women, but it does claim it claims here that there's uh, some drink as much as fifty units in a night. Yowza! No, he says that's the lethal dose. I'm sure I'd be dead if I drank fifty yeah. units. Yeah. Or if not, you'd want to be. But if not, yeah. I mean, I, I want to see these women that are drinking fifty mm. units. God, yeah. Well, I mean, I've certainly, I certainly must have drunk that once and ended up in hospital. Yeah. My God. Oh, yeah, I remember that. that yeah. Fun, fun <laughs> night. Yes, found in the middle of the. Unconscious in the middle of the street. Yeah. There you go, kids. You know, to be fair, it wasn't our fault, because when we put you in the taxi and ran, he was pointing in the other direction (laughs) to where you ended up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The best, one of my favourite stories this week uh, is the most middle-class crime I could think of. It's Mm. uh, 
It's uh, Danny John Jules off of Red Dwarf, the not yeah. very good one. Um, he's had to carry out. He's uh, going to have to carry out 120 hours of community service for assaulting two bin men. Uh, Danny John Jules, 48, spat and punched the two council workers for not emptying his recycling bin in Kensal Green. <laughs> <laughs> what a punts. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's nice to see our celebrities championing <laughs> green causes. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I've never seen the point of the city. I'm sure they just dump them all in the landfill anyway. Yeah, yeah it's to make middle class people feel better, though. Yeah, certainly in times of lowering house prices and stuff. <laughs> I'm sure somewhere I used to work there was uh, a bit of a scandal where someone who was working late noticed that the cleaners were just emptying the recycling bins into the same black sacks <laughs> that they were emptying all the other bins into as well. Yeah, although, I mean, I've, <clears throat> I've heard about places like that, but it, it tends not to be sort of a, a scandal on the grounds that people are pretending they're recycling and not. It's usually just fucking thick cleaners. Oh, possibly, yeah. I've fucked a thick uh, cleaner. Really? No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Martin's yeah. Live of the Week. <laughs> that was very good. Yeah. Uh, now that Perth... I could be on Spooks Me. <laughs> Is that your second the, uh... Live of the Week? <laughs> <laughs> How many are we going to have? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Pop Pervert, Gary Glitter, as, hey. as he's now known. Has been popular pervert. <laughs> uh, he's been taken off um, a city's wall of fame. This is in Liverpool, I assume, because mm. it mentions the Cavern Club. Mm. Um, but it, it's actually been put up recently, I assume... I was thinking initially, God, yeah. my God, you know, they've taken their time actually getting this name off. Mm. <laughs> but um, it took less than 24 hours for tourist chiefs to see sense after we, we revealed. So I assume it's this paper that's broke the story yeah. that the vile sex offender uh, was included in a roll call of music greats outside the Cavern Club, uh, where the Beatles rose to fame. Now, the, the guy, actually, who, who was responsible for this, I think sort of rightly has, has stood up to this mm. uh, saying oh no you know he did appear there for you know between 64 and sorry no 57 and 73 so he yeah. did a good long stint oh, there. it happened yeah mm. people went to see his music and enjoyed it and this is a club you know that encourages that kind of thing so well, yes. so it's, yeah in a, in a way it's good in another way it's a bit of a it shame does seem rather stalinist though doesn't it because even if he did yeah. turn out to be a kiddie fiddling pervert mm. it's you know the musical things that he did Still are what they were. Yes, mm. like, like you say, if he performed there and stuff, then well, it's ridiculous. I mean, but yeah, it's one of his songs has been taken off the uh, recommended list for the music GCSE this week. I know. Well, it's just the fucking song. Teachers should not be expected to answer questions regarding his behaviour, other than uh, what he did in a musical capacity. Yeah. Oh my god! But yeah, the, the other, the last sort of thing that, that amused me with this, I, I have no knowledge really of much music. Uh, popular or otherwise yes but uh, because he's had to be there to finally taken off this plaque he's been replaced uh, in the wall by scouser Pete Wiley 50 of Wah and the Mighty Wah fame mm. I, yeah I know them name rings bell <laughs> third <laughs> line of the week third line of anything the week, they've yes. ever done <clears throat> I uh, I was saying to uh, somebody the other day how I'm begrudgingly now starting to like Gordon Brown more as he seems to have come out of his slump of, of complete unpopularity, mm. and in, in the face of all sense, is actually becoming slightly more popular, regardless <laughs> of the fact that the world economy is going tits up. Yeah. <clears throat> he actually seems to be doing quite well. And I noticed it was in the paper today from, from sort of saying that we, you know, worldwide we mm. need to be making tax cuts now. It's not just individual countries that can make a difference. And he really seems to be striving to sort of prove that he can be a player on, yes. the, on the entire world yeah. stage when it comes to the economy. And he, he could do it, you know, the, the people who will listen to him on this. And well, I think, uh, I think you know, if he even manages it, if he manages to claw back some, you know, credibility, gets back some points in the polls, then he'll have my utmost respect. 
Well, there you go. I mean, that's, that's that, you can't say better than that, can you? Well, it would be an impressive recovery if he pulled it off. Yeah, well, you know, let's see. I, I like a nice tight election mm. rather than a landslide, so yeah, let's see what happens. And well, what he needs to do now is he needs to work on his facial expressions. What? In as much as getting more than the one. That's it. Mm. Because... He needs to work on that smile yeah, a bit. So yeah. When I was watching that 60th birthday programme for uh, Chuck, uh, Prince Chuck, it was introduced by the Prince of Wales to go into on, on, up to a podium, and he had this weirdest expression on his face because he, he kind of got stuck into his receding jaw thing. Mm. So he was kind of walking <coughs> up. I, I, can, I can only try and do the. the uh, you won't be able to see this, uh, but I'm going to try and do it for the other guys. And he's walking up, going, "Ooh, <laughs> um, which that was is, good." It was like yeah, his, was. his lower jaw kind of ri- it was like he was in the room. Shot back into his head, and his. The, the top of half of his face had just slid forward. It was sort of terrifying. That's that's how his little pilot gets in and out. I think is he pushes jaw back, and <laughs> the front of his face slides forwards and down. Oh, like and there's like. the little man at the controls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tiny Tony Blair. <laughs> so on a completely different note, I was reading this thing uh, about the latest series of I'm a Celebrity, which I will almost ah, certainly yes. not be watching at all. I might do actually, just just for <clears> the purpose of speaking about it on this program. Actually, yeah, I suppose, and it has got George Takei, George Takei. so it <laughs> might be worth watching a bit of it. Would you like to bum me, the young man? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's what it will be like for the entire run of the program. Um, what we're saying, uh, blah, 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 uh, their celeb pals will be having a ball, ah, 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 uh-huh. munching on crocodile testicles. Um, producers say the Bush Tucker trial grub is their most revolting yet. So crocodile testicles, most revolting yet. But then goes down to say that in past series, they've eaten kangaroo testicles served in furry pouches. Yes. That's and I'm that. wondering exactly who has the scale of what animals' testicles <laughs> are worse to eat than other ones. Why crocodile bollocks? are supposedly that much more revolting <laughs> than kangaroo nuts. Well, it's strange to say that, but do you remember the Beaufort scale? Yeah. Uh, his first scale was the that. The scale. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> they, they, he then went, went on to make another scale uh, about other stuff, but uh, mm. that was the original Beaufort I'm, I'm scale. S- uh, I suppose at least uh, the kangaroo ones are mitigated slightly by having the little furry pouch that you can make into a purse. Which I, I quite like those little so, furry pouches. I thought yeah. you could use them as... Uh, Mittens for, for children. Off a woman your own testicles. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> they must work well enough for the, uh, <laughs> yeah? the roots. I mean, to my, to my mind, the only thing that would make one set of bollocks worse to eat than the other would be the size of the things. You know, I'd rather yeah. I'd rather eat mouse bollocks than elephant bollocks. So. Yeah, I just I just didn't like the last uh, the last one I saw. I can't remember who was bouting down on it. Actually, might might have been that. Um, Butler chap Paul Burrell, where it was called, mm. uh, but yeah, when he sort of bit down, this like what looked like spunk came down his chin. It was not a very nice sight. He said, "There's kind of loads of juice on the inside, and it does just come out looking like ah. spunk." To be fair, though, for him, was, that could have been coincidental. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, as a royal butler, it's pr- <laughs> probably not the first time he's had spunk <laughs> dribbling down his chin. They just they just cut they just cut back from uh, him kneeling down in front of Anton Deck. <laughs> you, uh, oh look, he's in front of my cockinoo! I, I was listening That's to you, sound. Um, uh, yeah. Phil Tufnell on, on Five Live was talking about this. He's obviously a, a former uh, king of the jungle, I think is the term. Yeah. Yes. And uh, he was saying how apparently Martina Navratilova, who was meant to be another one of these people <coughs> going into the jungle, is, is really, really horrified of insects. And I thought she just fucked, didn't she? Well, yeah. yes. I think you're going to be thanking her agent for this gig, is she? It may not have been Martina, it was somebody. Yeah, oh, it was like that uh, Appleton 
sister who went mm. in a few oh, years ago. went nuts. Yeah, yeah she the, was great. Because she took she was on the way and she she lent off from the the camel or whatever the stick on the back of. I can't remember now. Kangaroo, and it was certainly an animal they were riding in on. And she touched the tree and she went, "I've touched a tree! I touched a tree!" <laughs> Which, oh bless! If you're frightened of trees, that you know the jungle is not really a good place to be. No. I do think though, of all of the sort of celeb-based reality shows um, that aren't uh, on BBC and involve ballroom dancing, yeah, then I'm a celebrity is my favourite because at least you know when you've got these sad C to Z listers, yeah. <laughs> trying to <laughs> scrape together some semblance of a career, mm. uh, you do get the sense that they are actually suffering to some extent <laughs> yes. for being so stupid and self-serving. Yeah. So. I think, yeah. I, I don't understand why somebody like George Takei would do it because no. it's not been shown in America as far as, unless it goes out on BBC worldwide I don't know um, but it's probably not going to be shown in America So, and it's not going to do because a Korean much difference in, in Europe unless he's unless planning on making a load of films but it certainly doesn't perhaps seem to be perhaps he really just is on his uppers <laughs> perhaps it's just been his new husband might have just taken all his money and run off. I don't know though because I mean this is ITV Channel 4 they do celeb Big Brother, yeah, yeah, and they've had sort of quite big American stars on that. Yeah. So it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if there that. is somebody showing this in America. Yeah, uh, um, as I say, it might might be going out on BBC Worldwide because that's the only sort of tributary going into America and the, yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah, well, shall we? Shall we have some twats? I think we should. Oh, go on then. So then I thought we could uh, come out of the music with me pretending to be halfway through saying something, and then we could all laugh. <laughs> That'd be really original. Oh, yeah. awesome. Oh, comedy gold. Yeah. Oh, so it's twat of the week time, isn't it? It is. Who oh, wants I... to go first? Show hands. Oh, Martin, you kino, you can go. Go on then. Uh, I've got a lady here who is a BBC radio presenter over in uh, BBC Bristol. Mm-hmm. BBC Radio Bristol. And uh, during, during a show, she, during a long song... Uh, what I used to call a pee song when I did radio, um, <laughs> she rang up a taxi to pick her daughter up from the station. Uh, but she told the, uh, the the control of the taxi company that she didn't want to go with a turban on as it would freak out her daughter. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, when the guy said um, that it w- w- wouldn't be possible because they, they were, they were all, uh, you know, it's all, all Asian taxi companies, she said, well, you've managed it before. <laughs> and of course that the BBC have picked up on this they're not really liking their presenters to be racist uh, a fighter she's called Sam Mason and uh, she was uh, she did the sort of BBC Bristol weekday afternoon programme so there we go she's gone still in well, fairness they were thing. in the west country she's probably only just got used to the idea of there being cars <laughs> that don't have horses on the front so. <laughs> but yes yeah, so she is my twat of the week yeah, that's quite I twatty I, I think I saw this I think I remember <laughs> looking at her picture and thinking, eh, yeah, reasonably saucy for an older woman. But again, she's got that uh, Sarah Palin-esque moral <laughs> dubiosity <laughs> about yeah. Go on, then, um, see if you can beat that. Well, yeah, this this is in response to one of the uh, main stories of the week, which we've not really touched upon because there's not much humour that you can get out of uh, a poor little infant. This is baby P being, uh, being killed. But uh, this is a response to it uh, from someone called Ryan 
Arya from Lancashire, right. writing into the Metro, with, with possibly the mo- worst piece of reasoning I've ever come across. <laughs> Uh, she, uh, no, he says, a 14-year prison sentence, if imposed, can't possibly reflect taking a life. Me. And how can Miss Shoesmith, who's the head of the social services down there, have the audacity to say something as ludicrous as, you cannot stop people who are determined to kill children? If this is the case, <laughs> Ryan reasons, what is the purpose of social workers? If they can't protect children, why do they have a job at all? So in other words... If they cannot prevent absolutely every single person who is off their rocker and yeah. does something nasty, then they yeah. do not deserve employment. They might it? as well just not bother. Yeah, and I just think let that everyone do it. Shows so much ignorance and stupidity yeah. to be boggling. I mean, you could say the same thing about the police force or the fire brigade that they allow fires. Yeah, yeah if the fire brigade cannot <laughs> prevent every single <laughs> fire, why the fuck do they have a job? <laughs> they do not deserve their money. They should be going patrolling the streets with a big hose out, ready to douse anything that he looks in even put somebody smoking on the on the, on the pavement so 14 years in prison is not enough for the fire brigade <laughs> no. mm. so that's my ryan area is my twat oh that's gonna be that's gonna be tricky right, well i'll give that a good hard thinking about then a difficult one um I, th- I think your bristol lady she is she's sort of partially excused by being a bit of a yokel and therefore you know you've, <laughs> you've got to expect that kind of behavior from her okay um and you know god knows i do hate logical stupidity and inconsistency so i'm gonna go for tom's one this week hooray oh, yeah. hey. Hey. that's my third on the trot yeah although i don't think you should get the credit for the ringo star one because you did change your mind at the last minute no, I was a guinea from the start. I oh, well, there you go. Voiced it. <laughs> so you can't take props for it now. Well, it was a proxy one, and we should have, uh, Andy should have delivered that one, and then voiced it on him for himself. <laughs> yeah. That would be quite good. Mm. <laughs> what a self-centred one That's that would it. be, yeah. Oh. My twat of the week, I'll read this one out, and I win! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! I was talking about twats. Uh, this week I managed to make a, com- a spectacular twat of myself in a card shop. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I went into, uh, I think it was called Card Warehouse. And I was just, what? Because I've been really organised this year and I've got my Christmas presents already wrapped up. And I wanted some little tags so I knew what whose presents were in the little packages, you know. But I find that useful. When no, it sounds out. entirely fair. I think one year I actually didn't and just people got completely the wrong gifts. Bad idea. But I went it was, it was <laughs> where, really where you gave your niece that specialist DVD that was meant for me or Tom. It was. really it fell apart, didn't it? Yeah, she, yeah. she's still, she's still having counselling for that one. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, so I went into, into the card shop and just bought some, you know, some small pack of cards. No, I don't mean like playing cards. <laughs> I mean, a, you know, a pack of uh, Christmas cards and the little tags that you stick onto presents. Got to the counter and handed over my uh, my uh, credit card and sat there. And she went, five pound limit to use your card. At which point, for some reason, I just completely lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I just went completely frothy doolally diva-ish twat mm, of the week. Really, uh, and I just said to her, "Well, forget it then, forget it then." Um, that's disgusting. Sadly, there was a woman I knew in the in the queue behind me, who said, 
oh, I've got some money here, Martin. Do you want to just take some money and pay for it? And then uh, <laughs> I'll, you can give it back next time you see me. And I went, no, on principle, I will never shop in this shop ever again. <laughs> it is a disgrace. See people living in the mid-90s. It's almost a fucking dark ages and stormed out. <laughs> and felt incredibly embarrassed. <laughs> didn't, didn't you have a go at a bus driver as well this week? <laughs> Yes. You've been a bit of a strophy git this week, haven't we? <laughs> How I don't know what, what's come over me, but... Uh... Yeah. Are you all hormonal, dear? <laughs> I think I am. <laughs> yeah, and I think after a lot of hard thought, this week's twat of the week <laughs> is Martin. Hey! hey. Uh, but the bus driver thing was uh, his own fault. <clears throat> Well, uh, yes, yeah, it sounded like it. Bus drivers can be arsey, so... Yeah, because I got onto the, onto the bus and um, proffered my money and said where I was going. And he went, what, where? Where are you going? Where? And he just refused to listen to what I was saying. Mm. And eventually I just call him a fat fuck because he was <clears throat> but then he tried to raise himself up to his full height but he had a big belly and of course he got hooked underneath the <laughs> uh, underneath his steering wheel so he kind of he stood up and then quickly dropped down again and I just gave him the finger and ran off and got the bus behind so that was another <laughs> and that was that was totally unacceptable calling people fat folks even though there were one but he was just being I had a little power trip he was having a little power yeah. trip there I just yeah. thought that was a bit uh, a bit mean so mm. yeah. going, going back to your last story though is there any more soulless thing to call a shop than card warehouse. Yeah, I, I never quite like a, a, a shop it, that's called itself yeah, warehouse. It is the most perfunctory thing. <laughs> you know, if you're buying like a nice card for someone, it should right. have a bit of sentiment and feeling to it. And therefore, you should not be getting it from a warehouse. Yeah, it almost looks like you should be getting it off a pallet. Yeah. Just a really big pallet. Just having one of those big robot arms go around, pick out <laughs> one at random, drop it into a chute. Something stamp their name and your name <laughs> at the bottom and then just print it out with no interaction or thought to oh, it at God. all. Mm. And even with the wrong name as well. <laughs> Slightly misspelt. <laughs> to Billy yeah. Joe Bob Bombkin. Oh, that's for Andy. <laughs> yes. Lots of sincere yeah. sentiment from Martin. Yeah. It's like it's like those uh, really cheap Christmas cards. Um, you remember the ones that are really paper thin? Mm. Uh, and they come in a box of five. They don't stand up properly because they bend <laughs> a bit. <laughs> sort of waver around. Yeah. And, and they've always got really weird... Well, not really weird, it's just... Sometimes really badly drawn Garrick mice on and such things with kind of like twisted faces, <laughs> and I'm I'm afraid, afraid they just they <clears> just <throat> terrify me. I mean the idea when I was a kid just seeing these kind of like gurning mice mm. with Christmas hats on is frankly the reason I turned out as a homosexual. Mm. Did your dad tell you that the mice were coming to get you? Yeah, <laughs> horrible thing. We're talking about mice and rodents in general. Of course, yeah. I find an infestation. Yes, yes, yes. Have, yeah. you, have you had mice? <laughs> yes, I've had You need mice. to get one of those little combs through it, one with the special <laughs> shampoo. <laughs> yeah. um, where was it? Yes, I, I mean, it was a bit my after I was laying there in bed, I could hear this little... Sc- first of all, the first night, it was a little scurrying, and then all of a sudden, these big scurryings. And mm. I'm thinking, shit, there's like more than one of these. Uh, and then a few more and a few more, until I thought, shit, I've got to have to do something about this. So I went up and put little, little trays of poison down. And uh, then I popped up the next night and just had a look, and they'd eaten the poison. And uh, so I went hunting for, for mouse, mice bodies, really. Um, so I've gotten to the corner, far corner of, of the loft, you know, sort of on the beams, didn't want to sort of go through. Uh, and fin- finally saw what I could see was the back end of a mouse, but it seemed to be still moving. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, shit, no, I'm going to. <clears throat> and, but I had a bit of wood in my hand, you know, uh, what chap should always have when hunting for mice bodies. Uh, and the <laughs> mouse. It's not just that you were a bit excited by it. <laughs> yeah, it really, well, yeah, it turns and me on. I had wood in your hand. <laughs> but a bit of, a bit of bestial necrophilia, yeah. 
Uh, or bestial uh, but yes I looked at and there was this fucking rat chewing away on this mouse's oh, corpse yeah. with another dead rat in the corner uh, who had obviously eaten one mouse and been poisoned by the poison it had eaten yeah. so I sort of slammed this bit of wood down on the rat because I just couldn't think of anything to do there was no other way of getting rid of it you know I could have waited until it you know had eaten the mouse and then died but I was just so just mm. obviously still stropping from the card incident. <laughs> so, slam this bit of wood down, and the fucking rat exploded all over me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> manky sod. It was kind of blood kind of running down the front of my... my I was wearing a, a, a rugby shirt. Yeah. That, 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 why that had I had a rugby shirt in the first place, I can't remember, but I had one. But yeah. It's important for the image. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, yes. <laughs> so it was running down this the, the, the uh, Halifax uh, RLFC rugby shirt that I had on. Uh, so I then had to sort of pick up the bits of rat and mouse uh, and put them in a bag, Yuck. which was pretty gross. And of course, putting them out, and the people walking down the street with me just coming <clears> looked like fucking Shaun of the Dead or something, as if I'd been killing zombies upstairs. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so yeah. what you should have done, I've had two thoughts here. What you should have done is, well, A, really, mm. what yeah. you needed was an owl. <laughs> yes. Never mind poison. You could have had a little, fitted a little bird yeah. loft in the top of your, in a, a sort of entrance into your loft mm. and just put an owl in there. Yeah. That would have sorted it out. Mm. And failing that, if you had to use the poison to save you having to go around and find where all the mouse corpses were, it's yeah. obviously a rather mucky and onerous job. Mm. You could have got a cardboard box painted it up to be a little mouse hospital and had <laughs> A&E over one of the doors. Then when they started feeling poorly, they'd all like run in there in the hope of getting some kind of treatment and drop dead and they'd all be conveniently boxed up for you. I need to sort of employ your fantastic ideas down at my place because I've, I've got mice as well at the moment. And I'm sure I'm using exactly the same mouse poison yeah. as, as Martin is. Yeah. But whilst this is killing them, I just seem to be feeding them regularly. <laughs> I just keep filling up these little troughs and they just keep emptying them out overnight. That's weird. And so instead of the sort of very, very fast-acting little mousy nerve poison that I was hoping for yeah. when I bought the packet for £1.20-odd, <laughs> yeah. it just seems to be sort of making them slightly ill, but they still keep coming back wow. for more. Are you, it's, it's are you sure them. it's not like uh, actually French mouse food? Um, and that's the seafood variety, and you've actually got mouse poisson. <laughs> it may well be. Did, did the sort of cheesy breadcrumb crust on top not make you suspicious when you put yes. it down? Oh, that's bugger. It. Oh. Now, just, just before, I've got a couple of little stories that are sort of nice mm. stories. Mm. But I, I've got one of my very, very occasional uh, headline guessing competitions for the two of you. All right. Now, the story... Mm. Um, is about the fact that posh dinner parties uh, from uh, the Mayfair, uh, I suppose Mayfair area of London, it doesn't actually <laughs> say precisely, to the footballer belt of Cheshire, which is a new <laughs> one to me. Oh yes, that's nice. um, but uh, they've started going for the new in dish of offal, various different types of offal. Yeah. Um, so I'm just wondering whether you can think up very quickly what the headline for this might be. So posh posh dinner parties serve offal. Well, it's effectively it. the rise of offal as an in food. All oh, right. Okay. Awfully mm. good. Yeah. Could be. Uh, ooh, hmm. It's a hard one. Yeah. It's, 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 it's sort of long, but quite factual. Like my cock. <laughs> In the... <laughs> Which now it is I, long length, and a fact. I will just take as, as red. <laughs> I'll trust you on that. But in, what, yeah, in what way is your cock particularly factual? It's a fact of life. <laughs> it is a fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So no, I'm complaining. Yeah. So, yeah. so what um, would be oh, the this time people's cocks are merely suggestions, <laughs> but Martin's is fact. Yeah. <laughs> Tripe. Um, 
Well, I shall tell you because okay, it, it is on, one yeah. of those. But <laughs> I just love the the actuality of it. It's merely, ooh, you are awful, but we do like you. Oh, oh God! God. <laughs> I, I just taught myself now. Yeah. <laughs> now, whether they're going to follow this up in six months' time with, ooh, you are still awful, but now we like you slightly less, <laughs> when the trend <laughs> fades, I have no idea. But <laughs> uh, I did think it was nice. That's yeah. nice. Uh, as we are the gentleman's review, and we've all seen the new Bond film now, what did everybody think about it? I liked it. I, I'm sorry, I'll say that when I'm actually facing the microphone. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I, I, it reminded me very much of one of my favourite Bond films, which was Licence to Kill. Mm. I don't know how or why, but it just sort of had that, I don't know, essence about it, about that film. Mm, but, I know um, it was It was a good length. I did think Casino Royale was slightly overlong, mm. so I liked the, the punchiness like and pace top. of this. I loved the, absolutely the interaction between yeah. Daniel Craig and, and Judi Dench. Mm, yeah. I'm still not sure what, sure of what the plot was. I need to go and see it again to figure out <laughs> what was happening, because all that stuff with that French guy completely confused me. But uh, No, I thought it was good. Mm. I, I liked it. I, I didn't think it was quite as good as Casino Royale, but I did still mm. like it. I, I, I mean, I, 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 can, I came, home, came out with mixed views, but I, I think I'm coming round to liking it. Mm. Because uh, what they've done is they take, they, they had taken this huge task of, of building uh, Bombert from scratch, which they started at the beginning of the last film, and I thought they'd completed by the, time, the end of it. Mm. But of course, then there's still, there's still far more character development that they needed to do yeah. to have him stop him. I'm not going to, no spoilers in here, but uh, to stop him just shooting everybody in the face as soon as he saw them. Mm. Um, and I think that that kind of went down rather well. And I think they, they had to squeeze all that into one film. And yeah, it wasn't bad because it didn't seem forced particularly. No. The change that went through him f- throughout the film no. didn't seem overly rushed, That's even it, though it yeah. was shorter than the and last it was one. Then. Uh, this is spoiler alert time, so if you want to just fast forward through this little point, I'm sorry. But there's a bit in the uh, when they're in that bizarre complex, which I don't know why it was and why they were there in the first place, uh, which threw me slightly. What, right at the end? Yeah. I think it was, was it supposed to be a hotel in the middle of the yeah, desert or something? Like, one that seemed to have been designed to just blow up. That's yeah. it. <laughs> you had a flick of a switch. And yeah. had no windows. The hydrogen fuel cells were making a noise for some reason. <laughs> so that they could say, that's just the hydrogen fuel cells. They sound unstable. Yes. <laughs> Do you see... <laughs> I'm hoping now that we're going to get back to normal Bond films from the next one. So, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think there have been more than one person involved with the film suggesting that yeah. characters like Q and Moneypenny could that, come back in. Right, yeah. mm. And, you know, if they're introduced in, in a way that keeps in with the, the, sort of the way that going themically, mm. I, I wouldn't yeah. uh, yeah. object to that. But one of the things that actually made it for me was just a nice little um, sort of wrap-up, the tie-up at the end. Yes. Um, with the, the character that was obviously mentioned in the first film. Mm. Uh, so, I, yeah, I thought that was good. There's, there's a, a guy in Italy, um, in a first for the Catholic Church, a former husband had his marriage and all on the grounds that his nagging mother-in-law made his life hell. Awful <laughs> 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 story. So, yes, yeah, so there's still nagging mother-in-laws in the world. Um, in America, there's a mother aged 56 has given birth to her own granddaughters. Oh, I, I always find that slightly creepy when that happens. But, you know, I mean, this is obviously... The daughter had had a hysterectomy, obviously, on, on medical grounds. She still wanted children, so she's the biological mother, but her mother has then uh, yeah. gestated or whatever <laughs> the word is for these things. But it says... Um, she was a bit disturbed when she found out it was triplets. Obviously, she didn't know at the time. So she's, oh, no. she's already said, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go for this. You know, what the hell? Then, so, by the way, there's three of them. It's like, oh, fuck, you know. Oh. Then again, I suppose at 56, she didn't have much use for a fanny anymore. So. She'd have, she'd have a, rag, a raggedy old cunny then, wouldn't she? Yeah. Be like <laughs> Wet chamois. But the other thing, this this is a piece from uh, a paper this week, uh, but not yeah. 
not from a journal circa 1760. Yeah. This is from modern day yeah. paper. I'm intrigued. Two pirates are killed in a clash with Navy. Oh, oh yes, I saw that. Isn't idea. it great yeah. that we I still live in that. a world where that headline can appear? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a lovely thought. <laughs> I didn't even read the article because I just knew it was going to disappoint <laughs> me if I did. It wasn't even that bad when they'd, apparently they'd been like sort of pillaging some Danish ship and the Navy's charged <laughs> in and yeah. saved the day. I hope they so, use yeah. swords. Oh, that's <laughs> right, <then>. That would have <laughs> been awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> a cannon. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> of course, back in the 1760s, the Danish still had ships before we fucked them all. <laughs> uh, splintered cocks all around that, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think uh, we've done today, haven't we? Yeah, probably. I'm I'm certainly done. So, uh, from us here at the Gentleman's Review, come back soon, and it's... Bye-bye! That was the Gentleman's Review podcast, presented by Martin Wolfenden, Andrew Wilson, and Tom Stringfellow. It was produced by some floppy trouser bits. For more information about this podcast, go to www.thegentlemansreview.com. 